Welcome everyone to another episode of Chew the Bible. It's your good friend A.A. Ron. And we are, it's still July 25th. It's 10.19 in the evening. As I was telling my good friend, new friend Carolyn, uh, you can follow her on Instagram at Mighty, that's like the word Mighty, like Mighty Ducks, Mighty underscore strong X2. Mighty underscore strong X2 times like times two. Um, she got some pretty cool stuff on her page that promotes a lot of frank fragrances. I was just thinking today, I was like, I need to like go back to getting some fragrances. Like I used to wear um, that Ursher Unforgivable, but I probably should upgrade my smell good, especially now we're going to talk about that. <laughs> I was gonna say to catch some catch some bees, um, but yeah, I'm probably not ready for that right now. So probably got at least another couple months before I'll be ready for that that game. But anyway, what was the other thing I was gonna say? Shout out to my son Matthew. He's gonna return ten tomorrow. I got the ha- chance to hang out with him today. And shout out to my son Aiden. He's gonna be turning eleven on. The first, August first. So, yeah, shout out to anybody who has a July birthday or August birthday. All right, let's go to Psalm eighty-three, verse sixteen through eighteen. Let's pray. We'll pray it out loud after I say it. Read it out loud. It says, "Cover their faces with shame, so that they will seek your name, Lord. Let them be put to shame." And terrified forever, let them perish in disgrace. May they know that you alone, whose name is the Lord, are the most high over the whole earth. I struggle with these these psalms where David would just like he was opposite of Moses, where he would say, Hey, gosh, show out on these fools and like, yeah, may they perish in disgrace. Like David, hold on, who wrote this song? This is actually written by Asaph. But yeah, they some of these were kind of cutthroat. I, I'm going to flip it around to be kind of like Moses and Aaron. Like, Lord, Lord, I I pray that they would, that, that, that those that are your, that are just against you, that are trying to promote their own agendas, that are a part of this anti, anything that's anti-Christ, God. Anything that would exalt, try to exalt its name above you, God. Um, The name that's above every other name. I pray, Lord, that they will be put to shame, Lord. That they will be put to shame sooner rather than later. And that that it will cause them to seek you, Lord. Seek the name of the Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus, God. Anything that tries to exalt its name above you, I pray that they be humbled. And that they were their eye once again the blinders would be removed from the eyes of those who are trying to exalt themselves above you and stick their fists up at you and say, How dare you tell me how to live my life, God? I pray against that spirit of rebellion, that hard heart, Lord, that would not soften and be like a children soft children that would enter your kingdom and accept or there's the high mindedness, the high loftiness and the two the scientific minds or the people that believe in science more than the one who created science, God. We pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that they would be put to shame, that they would seek your name, Lord. 
Let them be let them be put to shame, Lord, and be terrified to the point where they would tremble forever until that they that would you say the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that they will begin to fear you, God. Not be afraid of COVID, not be afraid. It's amazing, God, that humans are afraid of bugs, afraid of bees, afraid of um, bears and animals, God, but they're not afraid of you, God, the one who created all these things. So I pray in the name of Jesus, once again, that perspective would change and their eyes would be, the blinders would be removed and um, they would just have a different perspective. They would wake up with different eyes in the name of Jesus, Lord. And I pray that they would not perish in disgrace. Uh, just like Moses, I intercede on their behalf, Lord, well, these people um, who have not turned to you, God, that they are anyone that's backsliding right now and that's turning, turn from the church so they left you, God. Uh, you never left them, God. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that they would um, not perish before they are disgraced, Lord, and have to experience eternal um, eternal separation from you or just the loss of all the purpose and plan and destiny that you had for them before they were in their mother's womb, God. I pray that they would turn around and begin to walk towards you, Lord. And um, may they know that you alone, whose name is the Lord, are the most high over the entire earth. Lord, Lord, once again, pray that your name would be proclaimed to the point where, God, it's almost like if I was listening to the radio and I was like, I turned on, it was like Christian song or Christian sermon. Yeah, God, take over the radios, take over the TVs, take over everything, God, to the point where people are sick of hearing the gospel everywhere they go, Lord, and to the point where they're just like, I need that. There's a reason why it's there, and that's all they hear, God, everywhere, everywhere. And they will begin to love it and know that it's like life into their bones, that it's, um, there's a peace to it, there's a refreshment to it, God. I just pray that your name will be proclaimed everywhere around the world. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. All right. So that's Psalm 83. That was just... 16 through 18. Once again, I like to pray that way. Um, this is how I read in my pray in my quiet time on my own. I love to just pick out Psalms or just about any, I can pick out just about any scripture, but especially the Psalms or the Proverbs. And I just like insert my name or insert our, our nation or the nations, the world. And yeah, insert people's names. And that's how you can, a way that you can pray or intercede. Once again, there's no magic formula to praying. You can even just do like the Lord's Prayer, Our Father in Heaven, Hallowed Be Thy Name, and just follow that format. Uh, another format I have is uh, it's called the Acts Prayer, uh, where it's like adoration. I think I've said this before. Um, consecration. I'm looking at my board because sometimes I forget. Adoration is just all that is is just like, Lord, I adore you. I adore you. Um, Lord, I adore you. I worship you. Um, I, I used to listen to a lot of Prince. I don't listen to him now, but um, he had a song called Adora, I think it was. And he just, But he's talking about a woman. It's all these beautiful, amazing things about this woman and basically worshiping her. Now, imagine if he took those same words and he was adoring and worshiping um, worshiping God. I was just, my brother and I, sorry, I'm getting on these tangents. My brother and I were just talking about that today, the other day of like, because there's an R. Kelly's been in the news again, and it's easier to jump on him and just, like, wag your finger at him and just, like, how could you and all the craziness. But it's, like, we need to be interceding for these folks, praying for these folks, because obviously God gave R. Kelly a gift. Like, look at, man, some of them songs, like, 
there's a song he had I wish one of my used to be one of my favorite songs when I was younger I believe I can fly like he definitely had an anointing but Satan came in and perverted it and used it for his kingdom and for his glory so we pray in the name of Jesus that we should be interceding for guys like him or that he would have an experience kind of like Al Green or even Al Green's music wasn't that bad but he ultimately ended up making more like gospel songs later on in his career and so um yeah, where's it going with that? Yes, those people were made to worship the Lord. Whitney Houston was made to worship the Lord, but once again, Satan—he was Satan. That was his—he was the chief musician. So how fitting that he would go into all these people with talents and gifts and skills and whisper in their ear like, "Don't go worship God. You can't make money from that. Go over here and make money, make music that's gonna like get people jumping." And you know, anyway. So they were made to adore the Lord. They were made to worship the Lord, not women or money, sex, music. and all, I mean, in all the things of the world, they were made to worship God. So the Acts prayer, you start with adoring the Lord. You worship, say, thank you, Lord. I, I, um, I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead. You say, I adore you. You're amazing. Like, you're worthy to be a praise. You are Alpha and Omega. You're beginning and just adore him. Um, I don't know how else to say that. And then consecration, uh, meaning this... Um, it's like repentance or just having a contrite heart. Say, Lord, I give this time to you. I'm going to focus on you. I might even fast for a meal during this time or whatever. And I'm just going to just set aside everything and just and consecrate myself, set myself apart for you, God. And uh, I'm going to set this time apart for you. And I'm going to repent of anything, Lord, that I, I feel like I need to repent of or ways, things I've, whatever this gossip, anything that comes like, Lord, bring anything to my mind. That um, just bring anything to my mind that I should repent of, um, meaning help me to have perspective about these things the way you think about them, and to say I'm sorry, I agree with it, and and turn and walk in the opposite direction, and then uh, Thanksgiving is the next one. That's the next the T in the acronym: adoration, consecration, Thanksgiving. So you say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for. Waking me up this morning. Thank you, Lord, for allowing me to see another day. Thank you, Lord, for protecting me from COVID. And thank you, Lord, for allowing me to get to my destination. And just thanking him all throughout your day. You can do this acts prayer all throughout your day, not just during quiet time. And just thank just thanking him. God loves thank he hate God does clearly does not like complainers. He loves people who are thankful. And then lastly, uh supplication, which just then after you've done all that, now it's time where he's like, okay, God, I got these concerns on my heart. Um, cause you're going to have a, you'll notice the things that you're, cause we've been taught as, especially as Americans, just to like say our prayers and just ask God for a bunch of stuff. You think it's like Santa Claus treat God like a genie, like God, give me this, give me that, give me this, make this happen, make that happen. Give me a wife, give me a husband and give me a job. Give me this, give me that, give me that. It's like, no, nah. when you start out with the adoration, consecration, thanksgiving, and then by the time you get all the way to supplication, your whole heart attitude is going to be different to the point where you probably, like, you really are not going to be praying for stuff about yourself. You're going to be praying about for other folks because your heart position is different. And you're going to have a heart to, like, say you want a wife or a spouse. You'll start praying for other folks to help God give them a spouse. Or say you're dealing with a sickness or a pain. You'll start praying for other folks that God will heal them of their sickness or their pain before you think about yourself. Um, or God will give you things that you can start to do to take care of other folks rather than 
you that your your focus will be off of yourself and on others now. And that's like Moses. If you notice before I get when we we're about to go into uh, numbers, uh, number seventeen. The reason why I took some more time is I knew this was a longer, I mean a shorter chapter, um, and I felt led to talk about this real quick. But if you see Moses is the theme, he was constantly his focus is not on himself. His focus is on the people and interceding on their behalf, even though that even his enemies, even though God made them his footstool, basically, yeah, like I'm talking figuratively, God like put those people in their place. Moses still had a heart to pray and intercede for the enemies that his enemies, that God would have grace and mercy on them. And we see at times God did do that, but other times God was like, nah, I got to deal with this, Moses. So, yeah. All right. Hope y'all got something out of that. All right. We're in number 17 after that 12 minute introduction. (laughs) But uh, we're talking about Aaron's staff chosen. I don't know what I'm going to call this, but we'll come up with a name afterwards. The Lord instructed Moses speak to the Israelites and take one staff from them for each ancestral tribe 12 staffs from all you know I call it the 12 staffs or something like that hold on a second look at staffs hold on music in western musical notation the staff is a set of five horizontal lines and four spaces that each represent I'm trying to think of like how that relates. If that was any any relation. Anyway, my bad. My brain goes to like random tangents sometimes. All right. Uh, we're not talking about staffs and music, of course. We're talking about this like staffs, um, which I actually got to see this. Um, the church that my grandfather, great grandfather, and the grandfather on my dad's side led. They used to have a shepherd boy. He was carrying a staff and he used to march. I don't know if you've ever seen like uh, the marching band leaders, um, drum majors or whatever, kind of like that, long pole or whatever. They had, but like almost like, like a shepherd's staff and they would march. It was wood and they would march to the church around. They would do a whole stroll through the church and um, yeah, they would carry their staff. It's pretty cool. But anyway, so. Moses, the Lord instructed Moses, speak to the Israelites and take one staff from them for each ancestral tribe, 12 staffs from all the leaders of their tribes. Write each man's name on his staff. Write Aaron's name on Levi's staff because there is to be one staff for the head of each tribe. Then place them in the tent of meeting in front of the testimony where I where I meet with you. The staff of the man I I choose will sprout. And I will rid myself of the Israelites' complaints that they have been making about you. So we're about to deal with all this complaining. So Moses spoke to the Israelites, and each of their leaders gave them gave him a staff, one for each of the leaders of their tribes, twelve staffs in all. Aaron's staff was among them. Moses placed the staffs before the Lord in the tent of the testimony. The next day, Moses entered the tent of the testimony and saw that Aaron's staff representing the house of Levi has sprouted, formed buds, blossomed, and produced almonds. Moses then brought out all the staffs from the Lord's presence to all the Israelites. They saw them, and each man took his own staff. The Lord told Moses, 
put Aaron's staff back in front of the testimony to be kept as a sign for the rebels, so that they may be put they may put an end to their complaints before me, or else they will die. So Moses did as the Lord commanded him. Then the Israelites declared to Moses, Look, we're perishing, we're lost, we're all lost. Anyone who comes near the Lord's tabernacle will die. We will will we all perish? Mm, leaving that on a cliffhanger there. We'll just have to come back for uh, Numbers 18 to see how that ends. I was going to look up the significance of almonds. I was just reading about almond trees and what they represent. So almonds signify divine favor and approval and the purity of the, of the virgin. The nut is concealed within an outer skin, bringing the idea of the essence hidden within things of little apparent importance. For example, the divinity of Christ hidden within the mortal human form. See? Wow, that's amazing. That's deep. Uh, and yeah. Almonds are uh, healthy in fats, fiber, protein, magnesium, and vitamin E. <laughs> the health benefits of almonds include lower blood sugar levels, reduce blood pressure, and lower cholesterol levels. They can also help reduce hunger and promote weight loss. So, but I love that the hiddenness. Yeah, I love to eat pistachios. That's another thing I love to eat. Well, almonds, usually you get those and they're not in a shell, but at least the ones I get. Uh, they're pretty hard to crack, I guess. But pistachios, I buy those with the shell. And, uh, yeah, the work that it takes to get to them and the hiddenness of it. It's like there's so, once again, I, I've said this before. Once we get to heaven, God is going to be showing out. And just we're going to see all these representations of him in heaven. And we're going to be, a lot of us going to be shamed that we, well, one, I think it's some, not shame because we're not going to experience shame. That's not even going to be allowed in heaven. Uh, we're not going to have that emotion and know what that is uh, in our glorified bodies. But I do think that we're going to be in awe and just be amazed at how many things that we. How should I say this? It was like right in front of us, but we never made the connection to how that represented God. And God basically showed himself all through creation. He's revealed himself. Um, he doesn't have to appear to you in uh in your room i mean if you did <laughs> i'll be kind of scared but uh initially but uh he doesn't have to show himself like he's revealed himself all throughout creation and he's already written his laws on your heart so that you're not without excuse so but yeah he's gonna be showing out and all these things are going to be like, wow, you're going to see all these connections, like almonds, wow. Um, God, um, the hiddenness, uh, divine favor of approval, um, all these connections will be crazy. All right, let me read these Tony Evans notes and then close it out. So God took a decisive step to clarify that, clarify that he had invested only invested only Aaron's family with the priesthood. I feel special because my name is Aaron. And my, like I said before, my dad used to always call me high priest. Um, 
That's the one thing I knew at a young age. I didn't know a ton about the Bible, but I always knew Aaron was a high priest. He had a special role. All right, so um, each tribal leader's name was written on his staff with Aaron's name on Levi's. Then all the staffs were placed in the tabernacle. The wooden staff of God's chosen priest would supernaturally sprout. That would be so cool to see. Aaron's staff didn't just blossom. It produced almonds. God told Moses to put the rod back in the tabernacle as a warning to the rebels to think twice before they challenged God's leaders again, lest they die. He's like, how many more signs do I have to give you? I already took the fire pan sheets and flattened them out and I had them put on the tabernacle to talk about the sun, talk as a... As a reminder about Korah and what happened to him when he rebelled and getting sucked into the ground. Now I'm going to have this staff with the budding almonds. I wonder if they ate the almonds. I imagine they didn't because they knew better. It was holy. It's interesting that we get no mention of Moses trying to soothe the people's fears here. He was probably glad to see the fear of God finally grip their hearts. That's what I was just praying and it's, it's cool. God is reading, it's just praying that in Psalm 83 is that we want the fire of God to grip people's hearts. Because right now, even now, you can tell, tell people are not really. I think some people are shook by COVID, but I think people are more shook by the inconvenience that COVID has caused. The fact that they can't go out to bars and drink as much as they used to. Uh, I remember one time when during the heart of COVID, I was out making a delivery and I ran into this guy. And this is when people still had the mask on and all that stuff. And this would have been, I don't know, four or five months ago. Or no, it had to be at the beginning of the summer. Anyway, it doesn't matter. May, June, somewhere around there. I can't remember. Anyway, I just remember the guy is like, I just, he was like, I'm just ready for sports to come back. Because there was a time when, like, there was no, the whole world was shut down. Like, you couldn't fly nowhere, sport, like, unless you had, like, a serious reason to fly sports across the world was shut down. There was no basketball. There was no nothing. And they were in the bubble. This is, yeah, this has been last year. Yeah, this has been last year around this time, summertime. And, um, wow, it's crazy how fast that went. But I just remember this guy, he was at, at the restaurant. He was like, yeah, I'm just ready for sports to come back. And I'm thinking to myself, like, people are out here dying and... Clearly, clearly, clearly there's something serious going on here to where basically all should just be repenting and turning to God to figure out what's going on or just to like get clarity on what our next step should be like just having a broken and contrite heart over things and all you're thinking about, I mean, I'll have to have grace because I was missing sports too, but still. Like, your concern is that you want sports to come back? It's like, Lord, Lord, grip their hearts. Grip their hearts. Grip their hearts. May the fear of God, fear of God, God grip people's hearts, God. The com- what is it? The complacency of fools is our destruction or something like that? What is it? I'm going to read that real quick. That'll be the closeout prayer. I don't always, I'm, sometimes I just know parts of scripture and I don't always know where they are. 
I think it's a proverb. Yeah, we'll destroy them. Proverbs one thirty-two through thirty-three. Uh, there's multiple translations. Um, where is complacency translation? All right. The uh, this is Proverbs one thirty-two. Says. For the waywardness, this is the NIV version, it says, For the waywardness of the simple will kill them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. I'll read one other version. It says, Oh, this is even better. King, we'll go to the old school King James. It says, For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. It's because it's prosperity that causes us to be complacent. North America is one of the most wealthy nations in the world, so um, it's the prosperity that causes us to, like, take our eyes off of God and cause us to lose focus and um, cause us to be complacent and just okay with the status quo. You know, the world is just chugging along, going as business as usual. There was, you know, they had its problems, you know, here and there. Had 9-11 and we had um, some other issues. We had some a couple wars in Afghanistan, Iraq, and some. You had some recessions in between there. But this COVID thing. When's the last time you've seen the entire world shut down? I haven't seen it. I'm 34 years old. I my parents can't think of a time because before the world wasn't so connected as it is now. So anyway, yes, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord. Yeah, Your Word says, "For the turning away of the simple will slay them." And the complacency of fools will destroy them. Help us not be complacent. Help us to not um, be so wrapped up in the things of this world. Um, for yeah, anyone that is a friend of the world is just an enemy of God, Lord. That um, we are in the world, but we're not of it, Lord. We thank you in the name of Jesus, Lord. That you have opened our eyes, Lord. You're continuing to open the eyes of the blind, Lord. And... Uh, Help us to not be complacent during this season. Help us to do those things that you've called us to do, Lord, to be bold, to not be fear, to not act as fearful slaves, Lord, um, but to remember that we've been adopted into your kingdom, Lord, and that we can cry out, Abba, Father, Lord. So, and for those that have not asked you into their heart, in the name of Jesus, I just pray that they would just simply say, Lord, Jesus, come into my heart. Become, uh, you are now welcome to be the captain of my soul, the master of my fate. You are from this day forward my 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 father and Lord Jesus. I just thank you for changing me and making me a new person, allowing me to be born again, to be break away from my old sin nature and to be a whole new person. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. All right, I am done because uh, it's almost eleven o'clock and. Let me shut off the podcast.
just wanna sit here at your feet Caught up in this holy moment I never wanna leave Oh, I'm not here for blessings Jesus, you don't know me anything More than anything that you can do I just want you I'm sorry when I've just gone through the motions I'm sorry When I just sang another song Take me back to where we started I open up my heart to you I'm sorry When I've come with my agenda I'm sorry, and I forgot that you're enough. Take me back to where we started. I open up my heart to you. I'm caught up in your presence. I just wanna sit here at your feet. Caught up in this holy moment I never want to leave Oh, I'm not here for blessings Jesus, you don't know me anything More than anything just want you and nothing else nothing else nothing else will do I just want you nothing else nothing else Jesus nothing else will do I just want you here for
your blessings oh, Jesus you don't know me anything and more than anything that you can do oh I just want you Yes, 